Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Hello, have you been considering adoption? What do you need to know if you are considering adoption? My guest is the president of the cradle, Julie Tai. Welcome to the show, Julie. What a great job you have. Tell us what goes into planning an adoption. People think that it is long, arduous, you know, maybe sometimes maddening, sad, happy. It's so many emotions. What goes into it? Melanie, you're absolutely right. It's all of the above. And I think that what when we talk about adoption, we have to remember that, first of all, adoption is a process. It is not an event. It is not a transaction. It is an intensely complex human service that, as you point out, it, it, it involves both grief and joy. And there are always, th- remember, there are always three parties to an adoption. They're the biological parents, they're the prospective adoptive parents, and at the end of the day, the ultimate beneficiary of adoption is the child. So what we say is that adoption is about finding families for children in need, not about finding children for families. Oh, I love that. That's a great way to put it. So everybody's concerned about the cost. Julie, it's, you know, tell us a little yeah. bit about the semantics, the cost, the waiting times. I know that it's it's certainly dependent on certain, you know, certain circumstances, but give us a ballpark of waiting times and cost for adoption. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to try and answer that question directly and not dodge it, but the fact is that the waiting time can be all over the place, and it, it depends so much on what adoption resource the family um, selects and their own willingness to participate in that in that process. Now, here at the cradle, the average waiting time, and it's an average, is about one year from the time uh, adoptive parents' home study is completed. And what's well, some of the big factors in in how rapidly a family is going to succeed in having a, a child join them is their own expectations for the type of child that they can be open to. When families are very narrow in their expectation um, of either the race of the child, the socioeconomic background of the the biological parents, um, that will that will extend the waiting time. But what we say is that families who do best in adoption are those who are mainly focused on becoming parents. Um, There is a process where they have to let go of of having a biological job. Most families come to us as a result of infertility. And when you cross that border between having a baby versus becoming a parent, then your waiting time is going to go down. Okay, you know so I mean? it's so it's yeah, absolutely, and it and it's dependent on if you are more flexible. You really want to be a parent. You're more flexible about maybe the age. It doesn't have to be a perfect little white baby girl or boy. Right. It can be a mixed race. It can be from another country. It can be a little older child, maybe a four year old or a six year old or right. any of these children that really need a home and a family to you know live with. Right. So. 
What Which about isn't some the same, you know, Melanie, that's not to say that if you're coming to adoption as a result of infertility and you really want the newborn experience, that's perfectly fine. Not every family is suited to adopting an older child. Older kids come with history that needs to be honored and attended to, and often that history is troubled. So it, we don't expect everybody to, to, to be up to that challenge. Um, but as you point out, the more open you are, the more likely that you'll be successful in forming your family or expanding Julie, your family. Give us, and give us a little ballpark on the cost. Are we talking $10,000, $20,000, more than that? What generally do you know, your, parents your, look for? Yeah, it's, it's expensive. Um, it's, you're, you are definitely looking in the $30,000 range. But, Melanie, here's what's very important for 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 folks to, to know. So they have to understand what that $30,000 is paying for. Is it paying for an adoption resource to market like crazy and advertise all over the Internet, or is that $30,000 being used to invest in really good social work practice that helps adoptive parents be prepared for the experience of adoption and, as importantly, helps biological parents understand their options, and, and, and make the decision about how they're going to handle an unplanned pregnancy. You know, Melanie, one well, of the I think that's that we... a, you know, that's a great way to put it, Julian. We don't have a lot of time. Yeah, but sorry. But you're segueing into how, to, no, it's okay. You're segueing how, how to choose an adoption agency. Right. Right. Give us your best advice for choosing an adoption agency. Look for, if you're choosing an adoption agency, look for a federally tax-exempt agency, 501c3 status. This means it's an organization that is in it for charitable purposes and not for the money. And most desirably, um, look for an agency that has longevity. As I said, this is a process. It's not an event. You want an agency that has, has literally served generations of families. Make sure anybody you give money to in the adoption process is licensed in your state. And the reason this is important is First of all, it means that the, the resource is following state standards, but God forbid something goes wrong. You want recourse in your state. If, you hand, if you're in Illinois and you hand over a bunch of money to a, a California resource and something goes wrong, you've got to go to California to sue. You want to be able to so be protected really in your state. So really it's important to look for one in your state. Yes, it, it is very important to look for one in your state. It has very deep ramifications. It's so seductive, though, Melanie, because so many of these adoption resources promise a healthy baby in a short period of time. Seductive, parents want to hear it, run in the opposite direction if that's what your adoption resource is promising you. Now, give us your top two questions that parents that are considering adoption should ask when they get to the agency. The top two questions. Um, I would ask two things. Okay, two things. I'm not necessarily in this order. Um, you want to know what kinds of post-adoption services are available to you and your child when you are successful in adopting, and also to the, to the birth parents, because you, you, you want to know that after biological parents make this very profound decision, that there is, there's resource for them to come back to to help them process that. And I would ask in great detail what kinds of services are you or as adoptive parents going to get. You know, Melanie, we, we put our parents through uh, many, many hours of preparation. 
And and as I said, when families hear that an adoption resource is going to move quickly with them, what I always say to, to people is if your adoption resource isn't investing in a lot of time getting to know you, then they're not investing a lot of time in getting to know the biological parents. And that means they're not going to know things about those parents that you need to know. In terms of health history, maybe drug substance abuse history, et cetera. So look for an agency that is going to invest time in you. And don't, invest, don't look at that time as an obstacle. Look at it as a gift. Well, Julie, I would really like to have you on again. I have so many questions okay. for you, but we are out of time. Give us the website for the cradle, please. Very simple, www.cradle.org. It's www.cradle.org. And please listen to this podcast again and, and write down the questions that Julie Ty, the president of The Cradle, a wonderful organization here in Illinois, has given you about what to look for, what goes into planning an adoption, what should a parent ask, how do you find an agency. These are all things she answered right here. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of our great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and have a great day.